Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics and you get sports and you get oh, you get the Bachelor. Oh, good lord, what an episode! Uh, Jess Brady is here. How's it going, Jess? I'm good. I'm ready to sip, spill some tea. Here we go. <laughs> Greg Needles is also here, rounding out the Bachelor Triforce. How's it going? Going pretty good. I don't know about spilling tea. I'm not hip enough for that, but I am. I am ready to talk about olives. and and the lack of cheese pasta lack of cheese pasta come on now raquel she's been gone for six weeks where the heck was her cheese pasta oh my god what a great episode honestly i have it was one of my favorite bachelor episodes of all time yeah it has to be on the short list for best episodes of all time i've got to believe that how many times did you guys watch this episode? Did you watch it twice? Because I personally watched it twice. I'm willing to I watched that. it, like, I would say 1.5 times. Like, I had a lot of stuff to do this afternoon and yesterday, so I kind of, yeah. like, had it on in the background as I was accomplishing my goals in yeah. life. Yeah, well, that's so what I was able... doing, too, yeah. 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 Uh, I, to I, I gotta say, you. I was one and done. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And, you're on, and you're on vacation this week, too. I, well, you know, I had a TV show to go and shoot. I mean, uh, I'm on vacation, but I'm a busy lady. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that's all right, though. I have a pretty good memory, so hopefully I'll be able to keep up yeah. with you guys. I think it'll be fine. <laughs> I, can't, I can't get over, Cor- like, Corinne at the beginning of the episode. It was hilarious. Just because, like, like, did she really think she was going home? Like, did she really think she was going home? I think most people watching thought she was going home. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that she could do the math and think to herself, okay, there's probably going to be four hometowns, and he seems to have a pretty good thing going with, with Christina, mm-hmm. so maybe she was going to be the odd person. Because she kind of would have had to have known that Vanessa was going to get one or Rachel was going to get one. Yeah. So I think that once, you know, once and, and Raven already had a rose. Yep. So I think I can understand where she was coming from. Where she's like, okay, my odds are probably 50-50, maybe even slightly worse than that. So yeah. I, can, I, I get why she thought that maybe she was, uh, the bell was about to toll for her. Do you know what it reminded me of when I was in high school and in university and I had an exam and I knew that I had studied and I knew that I was pretty well prepared, but I always thought, oh my God, I'm totally going to fail this. I'm going to just crash and burn and it's going to be awful. And I'm not going to get a good mark. And then it always turns out, okay, that's what it reminded me of. Like she knew she had a good shot, but at the same time, there's always that little bit of doubt where you're like, what if the world upends and everything is topsy-turvy and I don't get the rose? I think that was her moment. It was kind of nice to see her sweat a little bit. I got to say. <laughs> I uh, I enjoyed that too. Uh, I, I had a little bit different experience in high school, as, as Pierce can attest, where mm-hmm. I didn't care how well I did, <laughs> uh, so it made it way easier. Um, yeah, I I I I, got, I don't know. I thought that she I, I thought that she was going to go, so I can understand how she thought that. But uh, of course, she would obviously be more uh, intimately involved with the situation than I would. But uh, she stayed, and thank God she did, because I'm so glad we know who Corinne's family is. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> It was was anybody else a little bit surprised slash shocked that he sat down with Raquel and not with her mother? I was zero percent surprised by that. No, I was zero percent surprised. I half expected when Corinne like took him into the house to be like, "All right, family, get out of the way. Nick's gotta meet Raquel." Right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I was I was thrilled, and I think I texted both of you when Nick said. I get to meet Raquel. Like when mm-hmm. Nick acknowledged that, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, he's gonna get to meet Raquel. Like I, I was pretty pumped by that. Yeah, that was cool. I quite like that. I, I think yeah. we can say that the biggest disservice that has happened with Raquel is the is the fact that Corinne referred to her as her nanny in the first place because yeah. she's not really a nanny. She's just their housekeeper slash butler type thing. I Personal guess, right? assistant. Like it feels yeah. like Ra- Raquel has many jobs. Yeah. Like, like she's, yeah. she's that family's Alfred, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or I mean, Jeffrey. Or yeah. Mm-hmm. Or Jeffrey. Yeah. More of the Jeffrey's a Jeff. bit more appropriate. Cause I don't yeah. think Jeffrey, or I don't think Ra- Ra- Raquel is mending wounds after people go out fighting crime in Miami. 
Yeah. Oh my god, could you imagine that <laughs> fighting duo? <Yeah. laughs> oh, oh god. Man, uh, Miami would Miami Lamborghini. Oh no. <laughs> Miami would be unsafe. <laughs> More so. Her, her uh, credit card would be her ninja star. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. Let's but talk I'm, about well, yeah, we'll, we'll get to the shopping spree in a minute. Well, she, uh, I do want to point out one thing. We could we could bounce back, but she had the black American Express card, which yeah. you need to spend like I think twenty five grand a year on in order to maintain and when they bring mm-hmm. it to you it comes in a black james bond briefcase like that, yeah. that, that i didn't is, know that yeah it when they bring it to you oh, it comes man. in a black james bond briefcase craig you open up it's got the foam padding with just the little part cut out for for the black credit card to sit in the middle and when you hold it it's got weight to it too like you could actually like if you did ninja star the black amex <laughs> card at somebody it would hurt because it's it's got some metal into it it's man. crazy i'll never have one of those yeah maybe <laughs> We just need this, we, we just need this podcast to get a sponsor, which is currently right now sponsored by This Space for Rent. Uh, <laughs> Amex, Amex, if you're yeah, listening, yeah, come, oh. yeah, come, all you have come to do calling. is give the three of us the black credit card, and yeah. that's all you need to do. And then and pay for the bill because <laughs> right. we, yeah, fellas, we can't that. afford the bill either. <laughs> no, no, it's, yeah, okay, let's uh, let's not forget about that. But yeah, give us a black credit card and let us, you know. Uh, uh, of the twenty-five thousand dollars, we can pay the tw- you can pay twenty-four thousand of it. And we'll pay the other. <laughs> yeah, I can handle that. You know. <laughs> uh. So please, Emmy. <laughs> here's what. Here's what I need to happen with Corinne. Here's how the, the the rest of this has to go with Corinne. I need Corinne to make the final two. Because right. I don't think Rachel's making the final two because there's no way they would have let the information leak even though they slightly did it on purpose there's no way they would have let the the information leak if uh rachel is the final two right because that i agree i think i think she's yeah. getting cut this week and i'll explain that theory in a second but i think she's getting cut this week but yeah i i think that's that's very mm-hmm. plausible but corinne is definitely going to be the final three so because nick is just like he he's he's taking her to the fantasy suite you get there, there, oh, there's yeah. so many Beyond the you know Neanderthal signs, there's actual other signs if you really dig deep. But <laughs> can you imagine two things? Because like two things will come of 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 it being Corinne versus Vanessa that will just be glorious in in that final episode. One, Corinne's meltdown has potential to be one of the all time great you know things in the history of reality television. I can't even imagine yep. what might happen. And two, just scrolling through the hashtag The Bachelor on the Twitter when she's the first one to step out the limo because they always have the loser step out first, right? Just like, yeah. yep. like, like there will be show, so much Schadenfreude just just <laughs> scrolling <laughs> through Twitter. There'll be incredible in celebrations. Moment. Yeah, you know that famous picture of that uh, sailor guy kissing that woman in New York after one of yeah. the world wars comes yes. to an end. Like that'll be reenacted. There'll be so many people are just so excited. Yeah, oh, it'll, it'll be it'll be so good. Oh. Unless, unless guys, he flips it and they buck the trend to throw everybody off. Oh yeah, he takes her and he gets her first, and then he shuts down either Vanessa, who we say is very likely, or um, Raven potentially. So, could you imagine though if he chose her first and was like, "Yes, I love you." That would be the bigger catastrophe online. I mean, my God, the, the, it would just be insane. People would lose their minds. I, I, yeah, that'd be something. I think based on the way they edited Vanessa this week, she is the most shoo-in of shoo-ins that I have ever seen in my life. Because they did the same thing last year with uh, cause they, like Joe. Well, for the Bachelorette, right? Like JoJo picked Jordan Rogers or Aaron Rogers' brother. Uh, like the second he stepped out the limo, the contest was over. And yeah. we knew that for seven weeks. And in the final two weeks, they basically edited it to be like, well, maybe it won't be him, but we all knew it was going to be him. And and like today, like like last week's episode was such a vicious attack and edit on the Vanessa, like you know, just trying to fracture that relationship. That I think they were just trying to plant the seeds of doubt in everybody, which to me yep. was just a a telltale sign that she is winning this thing. Uh, yeah, it's certainly possible. Obviously, the the situation with the dad was uh, mm-hmm. was a little bit weird. Do do we want to just go through the dates in order and yes. just sort of break them down uh, individually, yeah, and absolutely. then yeah, yeah, that's okay. a good idea. So first up, we went to Hoxie, Arkansas, yeah, to meet Raven. 
Where do you have this on? Let, let's start with Jess. Just uh, number one through four. What uh, one being the highest? What is the power ranking for you on the Hoxie Arkansas date? Ooh, that's tough. Um, well, in the gross factor, it would have to be number one. Interesting. Interesting. Like, not oh my god. Career. Not a not a not a mutter, Aria. No, no. Well, I mean, there's mudding, and then there's rolling around in the swamp water. <laughs> like, just get up out of there! Like, oh my god, I just kept saying like to my boyfriend, I was like, the parasites, the germs, get. <laughs> Now, for those who are not germophobics like I am, (laughs) that probably would have been a cute romantic thing. Um, Mm -hmm. I thought it was really cute when they got on the ATV and he was behind her and she kind of set off quickly and he Mm -hmm. was like jolted back. (laughs) I love that she was killing herself laughing like, oh, city slicker, here we go, you know? So I like that. Um, I also thought the whole thing with the grain silos was obviously a little bit put on because we found out that the who pulled them off of those things was her brother which I thought was kind of cute you kind of get to see him sweat a little bit even if it is a bit contrived he probably figured out that it was you know maybe something set up but uh, I don't know I I thought that was kind of sweet I really do like Raven if she doesn't win um, I know that she'll go on to to good things I'm sure Um, she's very sweet and um, yeah so I think in terms of anticipation I'd have to put her date at the lowest point at the four because I know that she's cute and nice and I didn't really expect much of it so I think in that way she'd probably be my lowest grade in terms of that just because not as much anticipation for her I had more more interest in the other three yeah I had more interest in the other three as well for a variety of reasons um so I I think that it probably gets the number four for me as well I really thought that um she, she obviously she did what she could and she had the nice little the fun thing where the brother comes and you know is, is pretty so the cop and though. was going to send them to jail. Yeah. Obviously we knew something was up, but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah it was uh, the fact that it was a brother was kind of funny. Um, and and the parents seemed like very very nice people and you know it seemed like a nice enough place to hang out. I thought they were going to get West Nile when they were rolling around <laughs> that swamp <laughs> or Zika or, or Zika. You know you never know these days, um, but. Yeah, it was just it was it was the fourth most impactful date for me, and I think that he really does like her. But uh, at some point, there's only one that he can really like the most. So, um, yeah, yeah uh, good for uh, good for them. And I kind of thought that uh, Raven's family is going to be a little bit crazier, uh, yeah. just based on some of the stories we've heard. Like I thought that uh, the mom was going to be a little more out of control, or uh, or maybe like uh, I think it was JoJo's mom uh, on The Bachelor <laughs> yeah. two seasons ago who just drank out of a bottle of wine like in the Ooh, middle. My. of the yeah. Oh yeah, it was incredible. Or maybe it was champagne. Doesn't matter. Yeah. It was awesome either way. Yeah. Go girl. Uh, yeah, she was great. Uh, so yeah, I think that uh, it was it was you know it was fine, but uh, I think it would still be fourth in my power rankings, and I was disappointed by the fact that uh, that Raven's mom wasn't uh, wasn't a little more a uh, little more amped up, I guess. I mean, each one of the dates had a had a, in an awkward moment to it, or or yep. and, mm-hmm. and Raven's was obviously that uh, her dad. I mean, you know. Congratulations to them. That apparently he's he had cancer and is now cancer free. So, but that that to me that's one of those things where, I mean, you want to have moments on a reality TV show. But as I was watching that, I, I was like sitting there going, "This is one of those moments that's best you know left to private times." Absolutely. Like this is not a uh, th- this is not a a reality TV show moment. Did you notice that they had a bust of a raven in their house? No, no, I didn't see that. Yeah, they had a bust of a raven, which to me, I was watching that, and I'm like, man, that's like something a Batman villain would have, right? <laughs> like, like I'm going to have a raven theme, and I'm going to attack Batman with ravens, and when we go to my right. evil place, I'm going to have raven busts <laughs> everywhere. I just, I don't know. That... Also, what mm-hmm. a kind of a message does that send to her brother? Like, well, she is clearly the favorite. There is an animal bust of her name in the house. You, well, it Bella. Might have been, it might have been it. like her old bedroom or something like that. Like when they were having the conversation about Nick. I'm pretty sure That's it was true. when I saw it. So it could have been like her old room, but it was All very, right. very on point. Totally. Also, did you guys notice that her brother looked totally different out of his uniform versus when he got home? And he was just in his green polo. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I was like, is that the same dude? <laughs> like, I was a little bit surprised. I was, uh, I was surprised too. I, I, it took me a second. Oh yeah, that's right, the brother that we just saw, and he looked different enough that it kind of. Yeah, I was like, who's that guy? <laughs> yeah. 
I I like the fact that they lived in a pretty regular house. Like like it was a it was a really nice house, but it wasn't like ostentatious or anything like that. And I'm sure they've got money because Raven owns like a bunch of boutiques or something, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. I so, think I'm, so. Yeah. I'm sure they're doing all right. But it's just like when Ben went to uh, the three uh, the families of the three houses he had. Like JoJo had like a freaking like their parents had like a giant mansion, and Kayla's dad o- owed some sort of like toy like children's toy company yeah. so they had a, yeah they had a shitload of dimes too so even courtney's family's house was quite nice yeah yeah i mean you gotta assume that like most of these people have money right because like you can't really take however many months off you need to do with a, a show like this and not yeah be able to financially support yourself right because like if okay. i if i went on the bachelorette if i was single and i was like i'm gonna go on the bachelorette if I had no income coming in for three months or whatever it is you got, I'd come back and be like, wow, I didn't win the bachelorette and now uh, they're foreclosing on my house. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What that, a prize. <laughs> yeah. So I better, so I better make sure I win when, when I go on the bachelorette. In right. The future. P.S. Now that we're engaged, can I stay with you? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to get closer to you so much faster. I really want to immerse myself and learn about you completely. It has nothing to do with the fact that I currently have no fixed address. Don't worry about it, baby. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> you're right. That's, that's how it would go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So Raven's date, just overall, it was it was fine. But uh, I, there was nothing that made me think that uh, I, I sort of rechanged my, uh, my my power rankings order for the group. So. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I mean it 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 was. It was very normal. It was a very normal date because I think she's. Yes. I, th- I think she's other than the assault on her uh, her <laughs> ex, which apparently, and I don't want to be telling tales at a school here, but apparently, according to the good people on uh, on Twitter who are from Arkansas, apparently when that episode aired in the state of Arkansas, they edited out her little story. Really? Really? Yes. Which interesting little twist there, if that happens to be true. I don't. I don't want to say that's true, but. Uh, there were some people who had an ear to the ground and were from Arkansas making that claim on Twitter. That's all I know. Well, I wonder if they did that to protect the identity of the young gentleman that was involved. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because yeah, like, technically that's an assault, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's one of those assaults, though, like, or like, like, I'm not going to encourage that sort of behavior, but yeah. like. Domestic violence is bad, you guys. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I. I, I like, I get how she's pissed off about that. I get yeah. how she might lose control of her emotions there for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Sure. And she only Throw picked a up a seat. shoe, right? It's not like it was the aforementioned Raven bust that she tried to yes, beat him to death that's with. that's true. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that could pack a punch. Yeah. Yeah. Don't use that. Don't do that. So next we head to Dallas, Texas in what I think was the most awkward of the dates. It, it, it's between that or the, the Vanessa date for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, they purposely set Nick up here, though, to 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 me. But he also <laughs> didn't handle the situation well. Because, um, like, the, 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 the thing that made me laugh was Nick didn't know that that was one of those churches. Like, Rachel had him go on a church date, and Nick was unaware that's one of those churches where you're allowed to smile. Yeah, you know, when stuff is yeah. happening, so mm-hmm. boy, he looked uncomfortable. He would looked very overwhelmed mm-hmm. in in the midst of the service, and you know, you see, obviously, um, Rachel has been a part of that congregation for a long time, and she's part of that family and that group. So she was very much at ease, as were the rest of the congregants around them. Uh, but yeah, he definitely looked like a fish out of water there, and uh, it it showed. And I think he appreciated a little bit of. Uh, the discussion with the pastor or the reverend who was speaking. But then again, you've also got hundreds of people around you and he's singling you out to talk about, hey, you've never been to a church like this before. And he's like, nah, I have not. (laughs) But then again, a little bit of humor helps to make things a little less awkward sometimes. So, yeah, I don't don't know. That one, that was definitely tough. And you could definitely see he was ill at ease there. And here's the thing. It's uncomfortable going to a new place where there's a whole lot of people around. You don't know any of them except for one, no matter what the situation is. Mm -hmm. But if you're in Nick's situation and it's clear to everyone looking at you, hey, wait a minute, that guy's new. Oh, yeah, by the way, there are cameras following him around. Mm -hmm. 
I, I like you know, and being obviously the only white person in the congregation. Mm-hmm. I, and again, that's not bad. I can just understand how you would be uh, uncomfortable in that situation because of a variety of factors, not just the race thing, but a variety of different things. So yeah, I can get how Nick was uncomfortable, and I think he did as well with it as he possibly could have based on what we saw. Not sure if I would have led with the church. That's all. Not 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 sure if I would have led with the church. That's all I'm saying. Do you think if you were Rachel, you're taking him someplace else? Yeah. I, it feels like that was a producer thing to be like, let's put Nick in the most uncomfortable situation of all time, right? Like, it was just like, where's the blackest place we could take him? Oh, let's take him to the, one of these churches, yeah. and then he's the only one in the room, right? Or the only but they, they the led room. with kind of the uh, emotional heartstring stuff with mm. Vanessa. So I, I guess that might have been a pattern. Like, you know, I don't know if it was Vanessa's idea to go to the school or if that was the producer's idea, but mm. uh, yeah, maybe that was a, that was a pattern. I think it was an interesting choice, really, though, because, you know, even in the family discussions uh, with between Nick and Rachel's mom, um, and I believe also her sister and her brother-in-law, I, I mean, the whole oh, race thing brother-in-law. is... <laughs> the brother-in-law was an interesting character. Yeah. But I think that it was, you know, there were important discussions that were had. And I know that it's super awkward to have those types of discussions on a personal level when there aren't cameras around you. But I think that given everything, the political climate and the the cases and, and recent incidents in the States and in, in Canada, it, the, there are problems, racially charged issues everywhere. Um, you know, I don't want to gloss over anything. Um, but I think that it was important kind of to touch upon those issues because as Rachel's mom said, it's the elephant in the room, right? Mm-hmm. So, and I think for that, if this is an important issue for her family to know that he's up for the challenge that there could be before them, like there could be those people who will give them uh, an extra hard time because of the uniqueness of their, of their relationship, you know, and there, there are lots of, um, you know, mixed race couples and that's, that's a great thing. You know, I, I think it's important to have that type of diversity shown on mainstream TV. Um, as we know, they don't end up being together because Rachel is the new bachelorette, but I think it's important to show that and to have those topics discussed as awkward as it can be. I do think it's important. I want to say something about that other husband, like the the, the other the brother in law, the brother in law in the room. You know what I wouldn't do if I was in a room full of black people. Lead the conversation about race relations. Yeah. Like just totally. jump right in there like like this is my like I'm the expert here. Like just let me like oh my god. And and started asking questions. Like I'm fairly certain he looked Nick in the eye and said, "Well, are you comfortable with black people?" And, it, oh and then god. referred to Nick as quote unquote a white. And it was just like to me like I was just hitting like I face palmed four or five times there when that guy was talking cuz I was just like dude be white, okay? You know, like, like, just don't sit there and act like you know. Because, like, I, the, the vibe I got off of him was like, oh, I'm married to a black woman now. That means I can say whatever I like. And it was just like, oh, my God. You know, like, it just, it, it was, it fucking baffled me. And, and the rest of the family, I just, like, like, like his sister, I think her name was Constance or something, like, Rachel's mm-hmm. sister Constance, seemed yeah. really, really like just awesome to me and i think we're gonna like i think rachel's gonna be a great bachelorette is, is, is what i'll say and then i'm excited to spend a little bit more, more time with this family other than that that brother-in-law good lord um <laughs> yeah not good uh i i agree with a lot of the things you're saying I, I get where he's coming from like okay you know like you know i'm in an interracial marriage so here's the situation but yeah, it could have been uh, could have been handled a bit differently. And uh, some people are saying, "Well, why do they even have to have that conversation?" But you know, it, it's you got to have that conversation yeah. eventually. Probably not like, on that, that, TV again, but yeah, yeah, that that would be the the other proviso. But most people in their relationships don't do any of the pre dating stuff on national TV, so mm-hmm. the, the the lines get blurred there a little bit. Um, I liked Rachel's family. I thought they were nice. I thought it was interesting that the dad wasn't around. They said he had something to do, but <laughs> yeah, that's a bunch of bullshit. So <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that oh, was I that to was see real Nick. Yeah, yeah, that's what I wanted to see too. Like I was like I was like heartbroken when I heard the mm-hmm. dad wasn't going to be there. I was like, no, I want to see this. But oh, it, to me, and this is just the conspiracy theorist in me. The dad absolutely said, "I'm not going on this stupid show." Yeah, oh, <laughs> absolutely. That, I don't even. That's not even a conspiracy theorist, Craig. That is a straight up. I I I'm, I'm, I'm 
perfectly comfortable using the F word, the four-letter F word of fact. That is factually correct <laughs> what you just said there, that this guy, who is apparently a judge in Texas, right? Yeah. And it basically said, um, you know, my name is Paul, and this is between y'all, and I am not being <laughs> like like I am just yes. not like like I am out of here because allegedly uh, him and Nick had a conversation off camera. Oh really? Yeah, according to uh, some of the dirt sheets on on the Bachelor that exist. Uh, but yeah, but like that. Because, like, remember last week we were we talked about how excited we were to meet Raquel because we, we'd only seen her in, like, flashes. And, you know, she'd been talked up all all uh, all season. And it's like, hey, Nick gets to meet her. And we all get to hang out with her for a little bit. And then the same can be said for Rachel's dad. And I will yep. say I respect oh, yeah. his decision based on his profession to distance himself from said television show. Totally. Also not getting to meet him is one of the more significant bummers of my lifetime. Uh, well, maybe we'll get to meet him when Rachel's the Bachelor. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, what are they going to, like, <laughs> my yeah. favorite will be when he makes up some other flimsy excuse for not to be on the Bachelorette, <laughs> right? <laughs> Who knows? Maybe he'll be the sage voice that says, Rachel, are you sure you want to do this after meeting the guys? Yeah. And, you know, I think that's, maybe that's what they're planning for. You know, they're giving him some time to come around to the idea <laughs> before his appearance happens. But yeah, I, I think that's a good bet. I'm hoping we'll see him in, in her season. I really do want to see that. So where, where is, uh, let's start with Craig on uh, this time. Where, where did Rachel fall in your power rankings? I think that was the third. Uh, as far as my enjoyment of it, mm-hmm. that was the, I think that was number three. Okay. Uh, as far as Nick's enjoyment, it is probably. Oof, I don't know. As far as Nick's enjoyment, I can I can guarantee you that I know what number one was, but I think the the other the other three were kind of a wash. Yeah. About the same. Yeah, I think that's probably probably about right. Um, I think there was there were some good things that came from it. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think overall it was probably number three. Yeah. So next we went to Miami to visit with Corinne. And before we, before we get into the details, let me just say, as a personal message to Corinne from Matt Pierce, anytime she wants to take me shopping, <laughs> I am here. And it doesn't even have to be super, super, super expensive clothes. I love the way she shops. Because when I Girl. shop, yes, because here's the thing. When I go shopping, especially for when I need new clothes, I, I don't like to do I, I like her style of get out of my way here's what we're gonna do and then she just started pulling stuff off the rack and then threw it in Nick's hands and was like go try that stuff on uh, like that's what I need when I'm when I'm shopping I don't like any of this you know pull one thing off the rack you know eh, do you think it'll look good on you you know none of that you know like none of that for me like just tell me what to do because I am so ignorant on, on that sort of thing that I love that when she was just like, she just started pulling stuff off the rack and was like, try this <laughs> stuff on. We'll see how it works. I was like, yes, this is brilliant and efficient and I like it. And so Corinne shops the way I want to shop. So good on her. Maybe at a higher price than I like, but uh, what are you going to say? <laughs> I also shop that way. I very rarely buy clothing unless my wife approves it. Um, well, That's a smart yeah. choice. Yeah, I know. I feel, I feel reasonable. Stacy has great taste. She does have great taste. And Corinne seems to like she has great taste, right? Other than like some of the stuff is a little like lower cut than 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 usual. <laughs> but I mean, like like the stuff she was handing to Nick, like she bought him that one. Like he had that one pea coat on, and I think I texted Craig and I was like, "Fuck, that's a nice jacket." <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> it was a nice jacket. I was just like, "God damn it, that's a nice jacket." <laughs> of course, it's a nice jacket, but yeah. I mean, what the hell does someone in Miami need a pea coat for? Like, I know oh, he. Oh, I'm glad you bring that up. Wow. They were sitting there buying winter clothes, right? This is this is this is me connecting the dots here, because. At a certain point, they end it like they're both wearing winter clothes, right? And I'm yeah. sitting there thinking to myself, what the hell do you need winter clothes for in Miami, right? Mm-hmm. And we know that they're heading to Finland next. Yeah. It's cold, so that's me connecting the dots. So maybe maybe Nick whispered to Corinne, hey, buy something warm, <laughs> right? So, maybe. Just in case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually did those like like those little ear warmers that she had, the earmuffs. Mm-hmm. Those were cute. Yeah, Girl, buy good. those for me. Girl, hook me up. Come on. Yeah. Come Girl, on, you could just take me to Target. I'll go buy some knockoff ones. <laughs> Target. 
take me to Target. Corinne probably never been to a Target in her life. I bet she loves Target because even though she's willing to spend big money with that black Amex, I bet you she loves a deal too. Yeah, there's a chance that's true. Well, that's probably the... where she gets Raquel's Christmas presents yeah. from too. Yeah. Uh, Based on the seven hundred dollar sweatshirts, I'm gonna say that's not true. Uh, <laughs> good lord! Like that's another yeah. thing though. Like if I did go shopping with Corinne, she'd be like, I'd be like, what? How much does this cost? Seven? No! <laughs> Come on now, it's ridiculous. Seven hundred dollars sweatshirts. Drop five grand. She said it was. A, it was like it was like a touch under five grand she spent on Nick and just like. Oh, there it was a real thing. Like the theme this week seemed to be some sort, or the the theme that they did here seemed to be like a day in the life of each of these girls, right? And they yep. were like, "This yeah. is a day in the life of Corinne, right?" And Corinne's just like, "We go to this really expensive mall and spend a bunch of money." And I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's about right." With it, but I also think that he had a certain degree of discomfort. Um, he remember when they were like racking up the bill at the end, yeah. and he was like, "I I am just so anxious right now." Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I, I think that comes from, you know, she's in a very different world from him on the daily, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, not batting an eyelash at spending $3,400, that is that is a, a weird skill <laughs> where that doesn't stress you out. Um, so I don't know, maybe he will realize with that that, you know, she may be a lovely person on a personal level. But they don't sh- maybe share the same values because not to knock her for having means, and there's nothing wrong with that. But if you can spend $3,400 on a few things of clothing, I mean, what else could you be spending that money on that could go towards worthwhile things? I'm not knocking it. It's her money. She can spend it the way she wants. But I I don't know. Like, I might be a little bit concerned if you're looking for a potential partner and they think that that's a worthwhile use of money. Mm, I don't know. Like, I don't know. That's... But that's just me. No no judgment on her. It's her cash. She can burn it how she wants. She could literally burn it. It's fine. But, like, I don't know. Like, if I was Nick, I might be like, ooh, really? Okay, this is where your priority is. Yeah. I'm Sorry, I'm a this. downer. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> Go spend. Use the it's black reason- hammocks. Go. No, I was just... Go ahead, Craig. That was just a reasonable opinion. It's just... Uh... And uh, in, in, if, if I were Nick, and maybe Nick would be thinking about this differently than I would, but I'd be like, oh, hold on a second. If I married this chick, I can do like $3,400 or $1,000 shopping sprees on a whim. Mm-hmm. That sounds kind of cool. Like, ah, but would she have that money if she were married to him? Because remember what her daddy was saying. Yeah, I want to get to that. Does he have the money to support you? The means. Yes, yes. Before I, I feel like... Before we move on to Corinne's family, I just want to say kudos to Nick Vial for pulling off the rarely seen reverse sugar daddy, <laughs> where he's the old man and somehow his young hot blonde girl is buying him all of the the expensive like clothing. So rarely seen the reverse sugar daddy. Good lord. Yeah, it's well impressive. As hell. Yeah, very impressive. It's it's good if you can get it. Uh, so anyway, Craig, you wanted to say something about. Corinne's family. Where would you like to yeah. start? <laughs> uh, let's well, let's start with Raquel. Yes. We talked about Raquel a little bit. Let's start with Raquel. I thought she was lovely. Yes. <laughs> do yes. You, do you think it's like that where she actually sits down with them, or was that more for the cameras? And I, I think she, based on the way Corinne talks about her, I think she actually does do that. Okay. Yeah. There's a genuine fondness there that I don't think can really be manufactured. So, uh, yeah, and especially since the way her mom spoke about Raquel, too, in in, in saying, well, she's been with us for years and years and years, you know? So yeah. I, I think she really is genuinely a part of the family. This family, I, I, they need to be their own show. This yes. Family. I, would, I, would, I would watch a reality yeah. show where Corinne's family is involved. I would yeah. never miss a week. I would watch it all the time. Yep, yep. Just hey, what's Raquel up to this week? And okay, she's making cheese pasta. Cool. Uh, you know what's uh, what's going on with the spoons? Oh, they're nice and clean. All right, sounds good. Uh, yeah, I definitely watch that. And Corinne's dad seems like a character. Oh, yeah, I he love. He was him. so drunk. He was so <laughs> drunk. Like w- when he was sitting there with, you know, ice and a scotch. Ugh, God, that was points against for me. Uh, but he was sitting there slurring his speech while he was having that conversation with Nick. Yeah. And then the weird like bedroom lay down with giant glasses of wine with his daughter <laughs> that, was, that, was <laughs> that was weird that was a little weird but uh yeah and 
And he was acting all high roller, and I didn't hear what yeah. kind of scotch it was that he had. Yeah. But he's like, oh, yeah, it's 15 years old. And and my wife said, doesn't Harvey Specter drink, like, 30-year-old scotch? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm like, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, he does do that. So she's like, so it's not nearly as nice as Harvey's scotch. I'm like, no, no, probably not. <laughs> well, it's... Well, I don't want to get into a whole scotch thing here, but it's 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 not necessarily the years on some, right? It's 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 the preparation. That's what I that's what I that's what I told her. That's what yeah, I told but her. yeah, generally, yeah, the uh, general rule of thumb is the older the better. It's true, or at least the older the more expensive. Anyway, but uh, well, guys, but maybe again, he didn't want to bust out his really good stuff on true. this guy. He might yeah. be a punk. That's that's true. a good point. Very good point. It's a very good point. You're probably right. <laughs> I really liked her dad, though. I, I thought that he was he was a bit of a ball buster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. like that, if a drunk one. Um, I enjoyed that he gave him a hard time, and he was he's a bit of a braggart, sure. But I also just like his I like his method, and I like the way he kind of like roughed him up a little bit, you know, batted yeah. him around a little. And he makes his game. He makes the best olives. <laughs> yeah. Did you? My boyfriend wanted me to mention the look on Nick's face when he ate that olive, and he was like, "So what do you think?" And he's like, "It's the best olive I made ever." <laughs> Nick, did, Nick did not like that olive. No. See, James, they agree with you. Zero <laughs> oh, percent chance that Nick liked that olive. <laughs> yeah, he's not an olive dude. His face did not say joy. Did you notice no. that Corinne's younger sister was named Taylor? Yes, Stacey pointed that out. Yeah, pointed that. She's like, "Oh, she doesn't hate everyone named Taylor." I'm like, "Well, probably not, but maybe that added to the rivalry with this Taylor." My God, I missed that. Was I drunk? Oh my God. Where 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 are you drunk during the show? Uh, Maybe. Yeah, I had a couple of drinks, but I I can't believe I missed that. That's terrible. So yeah, Taylor's gonna be great on the women tell all. I think. I think she's gonna bring. Oh yeah. She is gonna show up with a a very high amount of venom for for that uh, for that particular moment. Oh, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm so excited for that. She'll have a lot to say. And just before we leave that family uh, mm-hmm. dinner and discussion at Corinne's, I like how. Uh, <laughs> And this, again, could be down to editing uh, during the rest of the season. But, like, how indignant Corinne was when she was explaining to her parents how the girls, quote-unquote, made fun of her because of Raquel being their name. Yes, yeah. And it was like, bitch, come on! <laughs> you said all the stuff that she does, made it seem like she literally is your nanny, makes <laughs> yeah. your bed, does everything for you, hashtag cheese pasta, yeah. and then you're surprised that the rest of these independent self, self-servicing self women are, are a little bit befuddled by the fact that a 24-year-old has someone catering to their every whim? I mean, come on, it's not like you just said, we own a Volvo. You said you had a nanny! <laughs> like, be, Don't be surprised if they're surprised. They also, though, like when she, because she, she said something like they tried to use Raquel to take me down or something, and they were all like, "What? What did they say about Raquel?" <laughs> like, they all, like they were ready to yeah. go to war for Raquel, right? Like, yeah, like, as they should have been. She yeah. seems great, and and Listen. we brought it up earlier. But the fact that when Nick has to go talk to like you know the parents, and he probably did have a conversation with Corinne's mom, but you just know the the editors are like, no, 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 show it's the conversation Raquel. with Raquel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, we ate that up out of their hands for sure. Oh, yeah, we, we did exactly what they wanted. Like, yes, Raquel, that's who we want to see, not Grid's boring real mom. No, who's, who's clearly, who clearly had some work done, too, and ooh, that was not a good look. Uh, yeah, that could be your future, Nick, just keep that in mind. Uh, I, I mean, I, I hate, I, we got to bring them up that, that we just reiterate the idea that, uh, Raquel should be the new bartender or the new whatever in Paradise. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, Corinne should be allowed to bring Raquel to Paradise. That's, that's yes, all I think. Yes, and, and Raquel should just be like, not just for Corinne, but the other people in Paradise, like advising them with their problems mm-hmm. and saying like, oh no, I don't. it's not that way. And you know, you, uh, you, 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 you may be sad about this and you may think you've lost your chance at love, but you're great and you're going to find someone someday. Like, I want Raquel to be doing that stuff. Next paradise. thing you know, you'll see Raquel on a bed with one of the girls with her head in her lap, just like stroking her hair. It's, yep. okay. it's okay. Everything's yeah. going to be fine, honey. <laughs> yeah. I want that. That's, 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 that's the type of television I want to see in Paradise this summer. That's all. You know what? We all need a Raquel. We yep. do. So, I know. We should all have a Raquel in our lives. Yeah. Corinne said, I love you for the first yes, time. Yes, she did. Which makes yes, she did. two out of the remaining four that have said it. Yeah. Just her and Vanessa 
And quite See, frankly, I thought that a raven had said it like earlier, but maybe no, she choked on it. Someone. She wanted to, but she didn't, and she's probably going to regret that because I think she's going to be sent home next week. No, I mean like like episodes ago, like mm-hmm. ages ago. I thought oh, yeah. she said it. Yeah, I think oh, that yeah, she tried right, she did. Up. Yeah, you're right. Oh. And he did Oh right, and he basically like high-fived her. <laughs> right? Yeah, oh, right. Yeah. So like, Okay, that makes 75%. Rachel's the only yeah, one. Yeah, you're right. So Rachel's and quite frankly, I don't think Rachel's that into Nick. I'm just going to throw that out there. Yeah. Just, yeah. I just don't think she's that into Nick. Uh Nick clearly has the most fun with Corinne than the other three ladies, doesn't he? Uh, yes. Yeah. Maybe not Vanessa. Know. Vanessa's the only one who's mm. close, but he does enjoy his time with Corinne. Yeah. I don't know. Like, uh, do you not think that he has more... Well, okay, there's sexy time fun with Corinne, but mm. then there's also, like, pure-hearted fun with Raven. Like, they genuinely seem to be having quite a good time. You don't roll in the mud, in the, like, germified water with anybody. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. That's a good point. You know? I yeah, know. I just think that he, like, just the, the way that he and Corinne interact. And you're right. There's, there, I think that, the, like, just if, it, if this was competition was being settled by pure sexual attraction, I think Corinne would have already won. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, and may still she yet. May. I may but, start rooting for her. It'd be, it'd, be the, it'd be the greatest upset of all time. And, yeah, I just want to go back to that tweet where the guy said, we have – this election and this Super Bowl, Corinne is going to win The Bachelor. Maybe that's yeah. exactly what's going to happen. Um, but yeah, I, I think that he just generally enjoys his time with Corinne. Like just, I could tell you know, the way that you know, he, he is when they're leaving or whatever. And he's, he was obviously uncomfortable with the shopping spree, but he's able to do that. And he, uh, he enjoyed the olives. <laughs> uh, yeah, it just, uh, I, I just think he, he, he likes, genuinely likes spending time with her. And yeah. I think that he had a nice time in Miami. I think that if, if, if he were to rate the dates one to four, I think he would have put Miami at the top. I think that's a fair assessment, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah. So, finally, Nick comes north of the border to Canada. Yes. And <laughs> so he went to Hoxie, Arkansas, and it was bright and sunny. And then he went to Dallas, Texas, where it was bright and sunny. And then he went to Miami, where once again, it was bright and sunny. Finally, he gets to Montreal. Rainy and shitty. Way to represent yourself, Canada. <laughs> well done. All right. Welcome to Canada, bitch. It's raining and it's dark and it's shitty all the time. Oh, God. Come you know on, Canada. Never it was there. Bit... Weather's never there when you need it to be. It really isn't. It was a bit of pathetic fallacy, though, because yeah. if you think about it, in some ways, the Vanessa date was one of the heaviest, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, it's true. So it's it was true, a bit broody. There was a lot of emotional subjects and tough questions from La Familia mm. and La Famille en, en français. But uh, it's, you know, I don't know. It, ugh. It's hard because it, it started with such cuteness in, in the class, right? And he meets he meets her students. And that had the potential, as Craig was saying, we were talking about it a bit. We thought it was going to be pretty heavy emotionally, right? Because, you know, it's obvious that she cares for her students and her students care for her. So we thought maybe there would be a lot more emotion packed into that visit. It was actually pretty lighthearted, Craig. Didn't you agree? Yeah, I thought so. I thought it was going to be very like, oh, look at, you know, what this person's overcome and Vanessa's helped this person accomplish that. And I thought it was going to be like very, very, very tear jerking. But yeah, it turned out to just be a a fun time with Vanessa's students. So that was good. What did you two think of the fact that Vanessa's students were on the show at all? Ooh, you stole my question, Craig. Ooh. Uh, Let's let's, let's throw that to Jess first. Ooh, that's tough. Hmm. Because I didn't think about it in the moment. But yeah, it is, I mean, mm, it, like an ethical question. Right. Like, are you taking advantage of, and obviously they're, you know, everyone knows what they're, they're signing up for. They knew there were going to be TV cameras and things along those lines. But are yeah, you taking advantage exactly. of Vanessa's job in order to portray her in a more th- sympathetic light, so, light, rather, so the audience likes her more? Like, is that is that what's happening here? I don't know. I feel like, I, I mean, I could be wrong, but I, I feel like if you're going to showcase the women and what they do on the daily and who they interact with and what their life is. I think that's a fair representation in some way of, of introducing Nick to the people who matter most to her, her students who she cares greatly for and her family. So, I mean, is it, is it Vanessa's fault that Corinne doesn't work in special education and forge deep bonds with, with people who she helps to develop and learn things? Uh, that's, that's not Vanessa's fault. Um, but I do, I do understand that question and that complexity of it. Is this really an ethical 
good good point or is it a dark spot so i don't know i feel like if everyone involved is okay with it and you know the people who are responsible for her students say it's okay then i would imagine that it is if they're cool with it then i'm cool with it my first thought was or my first my, my first question i had in my head was i was wondering who was signing the releases yeah for for, for these that that would have to be parents or, or guardians, guardians or yeah. something yeah, 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 yeah. whatever right um and i hope that those people who signed the releases uh were were very thorough in their question asking as to what will happen if i sign this release sort of a thing you know like what like you know you know, just to make sure it wasn't very exploitative, which I didn't yeah. think it was. I didn't. It, think well, it, I didn't think it was either. No, no. I, th- I oh, thought it, it was. I thought it was handled as as tastefully and as well done as it possibly could have been. Um, yeah. One thing I did not like was they gave an outside shot, including the name of the school. That's that was true. that was a little weird to me because I feel like any weirdo could just show up there now if they wanted to, right? It, like, because you can Google anything, and and someone could have Googled that and gotten a dress or something. I did, in fact. Did you? There you go. Because <laughs> I'm I'm from Montreal, and I was yeah. like, oh, I wonder where that where that school is. Yeah. So I googled it, and it's in Montreal North. Uh, mm-hmm. for anyone who's curious, not to you know further your <laughs> your yeah. your concerns there, Pierce. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but I don't I don't know. Like I feel like the board obviously would have signed off on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that like. Craig and I, when we deal with school boards here locally in our day-to-day work, we know that there's pretty intense security involved uh, with getting media releases and access and people coming in and out of the school. So I would have less of a problem necessarily about that than, than you know, I mean, and also like the school, the children and the parents overall would have been informed that uh, there were crews coming in, right? And they would have had, uh, you know, waivers to sign and it would just be have, have been her kids that were on camera so i think much of the risk would probably have been mitigated but i I do see your point i mean it is really putting it out there but it's also good publicity for the school board and the school right so there is that to be thought of well that might just be me i'm an incredibly paranoid person like if i was driving down the the highway and i i saw like a limo broken down on the side of the road and and there was a uh, a woman in a wedding dress there you know, trying to flag me down to be like i need you to help me get to my wedding i would drive right past with thinking nope not falling for that one the, oh, old, God. the old pride on the side <laughs> trick, eh? Nope, not getting old Matt Pierce with that one. <laughs> like, I just, I suspect everything. Like, well, that's okay. At all times. <laughs> yeah, I can understand why you suspect that. Um, well, no, I, smoking the bandit, we're okay with it. Yeah, that's true. You know. mm-hmm. That's a great poll. That is a great poll, by the way. Uh, <laughs> so then we meet Vanessa's family. Yeah, one one half at a time because her parents are divorced. I loved how when me because Vanessa's family's Italian, so it was like huge, and they had this big family dinner. And it was basically like the wedding from Goodfellas, where they were walking around going, "This is Peter. This is Paul. She's married. He, they're both married to girls named Marie. Yeah. This is Peter. This is Paul. She's also Marie. <laughs> like, it was great. Exactly like that. <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of people. I think that uh, I think he did a good job, though, relative mm-hmm. to the uh, relative to the di- the degree of difficulty in that particular situation. Yeah, I think that the uh, the chat that he had later in the evening with Vanessa's dad was much more awkward than the large family gathering in the afternoon for lunch. Um, and and maybe that's just by virtue of large gatherings there's maybe not as much time uh to really get in-depth conversations and the whole point of the the dad visit was to really get in there and and push him on some things um but yeah it was it was one hell of a conversation that he had with him after even vanessa said i was a little worried there things got a little loud (laughs) you know so her dad was her dad was emphatic when he was talking with him the because Vanessa had a bout of her vertigo, right? Like she she got back with her family, and her accent snapped back hard. Like, Bailey. oh boy, was she was she <laughs> was the French accent thick on there? But like her dad had the most hilariously stereotypical French Canadian accent that I was texting Craig like lines from the hockey sweater where it was like, we combed our hair like Maurice Richard, and we used <laughs> our sticks like Maurice Richard. Like, oh my god. I hate that book. Uh. <laughs> it's funny, Craig, because that is the second time within the span of a week that that book has come up in conversation. Yep, and every time I say I hate that book. <laughs> yeah, it's not pleasant for, for Leafs fans. <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah, it was. It, he did seem like that, but I I love the fact that he decided to give Nick the gears. Uh, Twitter it, Twitter loved him. He was he was a hero on on Twitter in that moment. Yeah. Have you asked three other families about this? Yeah. Well, great yeah. question. <laughs> yeah, great well, question. yeah, I have. Yeah. Kind of I kind of have to because if I don't ask one family about it, everyone knows I'm going to vote off, and it's a production thing. But anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I wish you could. In the background, going, Dad! Yeah, don't do this. <laughs> uh, I, I wish, that, and I'm, I'm sure Nick probably wishes this, based on the way I think this season's going to wind up. I'm sure Nick probably is, w- w- wishes he could have said in the moment, "Yeah, but this is the only time I actually mean it." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or does yeah. he? Yeah, I know. I, I suspect he does, but you're right. Maybe he doesn't. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was, uh, I, I liked that he, uh, gave Nick a hard time and made him, uh, made him sweat a little bit. I, uh, obviously that was, that was awkward, but it was, it was good TV. Yeah. The asking for the blessing thing. It's, it's so weird to me. Can I ask you a question, Craig? Did you do that? Yes. I did not do the ask for a blessing thing. Here's what I did. Okay. I, uh, my wife was in New Zealand, mm-hmm. uh, and I proposed when she, she landed and got back and Very I, romantic, a, yes. about a week and a bit, uh, I, well, would have been if it wasn't the parking garage, her fault. <laughs> sure. uh, <laughs> and about a week and a bit before I went down, maybe a little longer than that, I stopped into her parents' place and said, okay, so this is the planning. We'll pick up Stacy, blah, 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 blah. Oh, by the way, just so you know, when I pick her up at the airport, I'm going to propose. Mm-hmm. And I was very clear that I did not ask for their permission because I, I firmly and fundamentally believe, and I don't think they disagreed, that there is only one person who should be deciding whether or not yes. Stacy would or could accept my proposal, and that person was Stacy. Absolutely. Um, Amen so to that. I, I, yeah, I think that the uh, asking permission thing is is, is dated. Yeah, I absolutely. think giving the parents uh, a heads up, giving the family a heads mm-hmm. up that hey, mm-hmm. by the way, I'm going to do this. I Preach. think that is absolutely what you should do. But uh, saying, "Hey, am I allowed to do this?" No, that's 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 bullshit. Yeah, because uh, to to me, like, because like you said, the concept seems so dated to me that because I straight up I didn't do it uh, either when I asked my wife to marry me. But to me, that that concept is so dated because it feels like you're asking the father permission to transfer ownership of the daughter to you. Yeah. Wait, so and yeah. that's that's not that's not how it is. Like no. I'm not offering you oxen in exchange to, in exchange exactly. for this to happen. Like no, this is <laughs> this is not a business transaction where no. everyone has to be on side here. No, there's there there's two people who have to agree to this. Uh, I know I, I already know I do, and the other person was flying back from New Zealand in, in a couple of weeks. So we will find out what she says when she gets here. But so you know, I'm going to be asking the question. Yeah. Now here's a little bit of an alternate perspective and. I I pretty much agree with you guys, and I and I I would want the decision to be mine and mine alone. There are ladies though who like that more traditional aspect mm-hmm. of you go and you request, and it's just what you do. They don't see it as actual permission, so long as they get it, I guess. Because if they don't, well, then that's a whole other kettle of fish. <laughs> um, then you have some other issues to deal with before mm-hmm. before you become family legally. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, and there are some dads who just like it. They see it as a sign of respect mm-hmm. and and that showing that you want to be part of the family and it's and it is just a formality I think to most people. I like the approach of saying, "Hey, I'm going to do this. This is my plan." And then hopefully without you having to say, they can or ask, they can say, "You know what? Good for you guys. You have my blessing. Go for it." Even though you didn't ask for the blessing, it's nice to have it. It's nice to be like, "Yeah, son, right go for it you know so i think there's a fine line between tradition and modernity and making sure that everyone knows that it's always going to be the lady's choice whether or not the proposal is accepted um because even if even if you do get the permission quote unquote from from the pops or from the mum whoever it is that you're going to um i mean it's ultimately it's still up to the girl right so if that's the way the proposals are working um you know depending on the parties involved but uh yeah i don't know i i like the whole idea of just you know heads up like craig said and then give the actual question to to the person you're proposing to but there is something to be said for that that little bit of tradition and and chit-chatting and and uh you know making making sure that the family knows that they're included and that their opinion is valued can we talk Hashtag. about can we talk about how badly Nick flubbed in front of Vanessa's mom? Uh, what part did you not like of, as far as how Nick handled uh, talking to Vanessa's well, mom? Well, basically, like she was grilling him, and clearly she was uncomfortable with being there. 
and and yeah. the whole goings on. But like, she basically asked him, "What drew you to my daughter?" And like, what sets her apart from from everybody else? And Nick basically said, "Well, when she first stepped to the limo, I immediately wanted to get to know her, right?" Which is basically the like, and she knew this too, drew the the same conclusion herself because she's not stupid, basically. Nick, you basically just told me when you first saw my daughter, you immediately wanted to fuck her, <laughs> like because she was that attractive. And good lord, like she shut him down. Oh, that was bad. And it was hilarious too, though, because like it was the exact same way Danielle L failed with Nick, basically, because Nick was like, "Don't say these two things," and then she said these two things, and then <laughs> Vanessa's mom was like, "Tell me why you love my daughter, and don't say because she's attractive." And then Nick was like she's really really attractive and then she was like oh this fucking guy <laughs> right like <laughs> she was the one who who i really thought was just like this might be a really bad idea <laughs> you know <laughs> like that sort of a thing i have to wonder if oh. like he wasn't expecting her to cut him off in that way now i could be mm. misremembering because i was maybe one or two cocktails in by this time <laughs> Uh, but I feel like that sort of spiel, he's like, well, from the first moment I saw her and then I got to know her. So I feel like maybe he was setting up some kind of grand speech and, and Vanessa's mom was like, bang, I'll cut straight, go right to the chase. Like, uh, mm-hmm. don't, don't mess me around, you know? So I think maybe he had something a little bit more eloquent planned. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> Vanessa's mom, like, <laughs> yeah, she kind of like jumped in there and, and that's fine. Like, I get it. She wants to make sure that he's not jerking her around. Uh, but yeah, I feel like maybe he was planning something else for this to develop into a more, uh, you know, a, a parent appropriate story. And she was just kind of like, eh, no, no. <laughs> oh, it was just not that that it's not going to go on Nick's highlight tape when when you put together The Bachelor. Neither will his meeting with her sister, which was just strange. I guess, I guess the sister had to bring down the hammer of uh, if you break her heart, I'll kill you. <laughs> 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 oh god Craig which date would you have wanted to go on out of the four ooh uh Miami yeah I think so too the Corinne shopping spree is just too much uh, to I'd take that up. I'd take that I'd take that sweatsuit no yeah. problem <laughs> that, uh, that in $900 sweat. the guy in the $600 sweatsuit come on <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah I would uh, I, I think I would take Miami um and I I, I guess Arkansas second based yeah. on it, those ATVs look like they would have been pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Stay out of the mud. Yeah, so yeah, I would not have done the the West Nile makeout. Well, do I get to pick up Raven and hoist her over my shoulder in in, in the grandest tradition of romance novels afterwards? Because I'll roll around in the mud for that if if that's if that's the outcome. That's that's actually probably a reasonable trade. Yeah. All right, you go ahead. You do that. Yeah. Uh, okay, I would consider that because obviously I think that. Uh, I think the Raven's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I guess I'd do that. So sure, yeah, I'll take. Uh, I, I, I do the mud for that. But yeah, it was just uh, that. That seemed to be the second most fun thing that would have gone on during any of these. And look, it would have been cool to go meet the students and the church and the, all the family dinners, obviously. But that's that's kind of how I would rank them as far as which one I'd want to do. Agreed. Yeah. So it looks like we're headed to a rose ceremony, but yep. then all of a sudden, oh my God! By God! That's Andy Dorfman's music. Son of a bitch. Where the hell did you come from? Mishael. <laughs> oh, God. So good. Oh, I love it. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Oh. Uh, that's, yeah, it was incredible. I don't know. Like, obviously, we're going to find out what Andy's here for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's one hell of a thing. Yeah. Uh, if you're if you're not a longtime Bachelor watcher like myself, you may remember that uh, Nick went to the final two on Andy's season. Mm-hmm. And uh, when Andy had made her decision to someone she is uh, to choose someone she is no longer with, uh, Nick asked her on national TV, "Well, if you didn't love me, why did you make love with me?" Yeah, or, yeah it got uh, it got pretty intense. They they obviously went to the fantasy suite and uh, and, and and things got physical. Um, well, and that was kind of because Andy Dorfman wrote a book, and again, based on the Bachelor dirt sheets, from what I'm hearing, the fantasy suite may have been where Nick blew it. Yeah, yeah. It apparently, it apparently did not go particularly well. Or long, if you again. Uh, did Andy really? Did Andy really write that? I don't. Again, I'm just. I'm going by the dirt sheets. So uh, take Still that. Still that tea. Haven't haven't read haven't read the book. And 
am considering it. <laughs> I am considering it. Because, like, didn't she pick that Josh douchebag who was on the last season of... Uh, Josh Murray, yeah. Aaron Murray's, uh, Aaron Murray's brother. Yeah, that was the guy. Oh, God. That guy was a tool of the yeah, highest he, caliber. Yeah, he wasn't so bad on the Bachelorette season, but still. Was he? Oh, okay. Because, I mean, like, well, obviously, he, I'm guessing he wouldn't have been because he won, but, like... Yeah, when he was on, because he was dating the the woman who was leveraging her her two baby girls in order to get more time on television with the Amanda with the annoying high pitched voice. Good lord, I hated her. She was <laughs> scumbag of of epic proportions. Uh, she wasn't good. No, and <laughs> this Andy Dorfman thing. I mean, let's enjoy this moment. Right here, this this wrestling like Stone Cold Steve Austin glass shattering entrance music playing knock on the door thing that they got because next week's not going to be what we want it to be, is it? No. Like like no, I don't think so. Like we want it to be Andy Dorfman pours like a drink and they sit there and she goes, Nick, I want you back, right? And then yes. throws a <laughs> wrench right into the whole thing. She'd be like, I made a mistake, and now let's figure this out. Uh, but it, it's not going to be that. It's going to be like her going. How you feeling? You feeling all right? You think you're making the right decision so far and stuff like that, right? Totally, yeah. Uh, so let's just also, enjoy this moment right here. Yeah, I think she'll also try and like talk him down from this ledge that he's been on for the last couple of episodes. Yeah. Not so much this time during the hometown dates. I think he really kind of felt a little bit more connected to the girls. And that's only natural after spending an entire day with them each instead of just a couple of hours and then being forced to cut someone. Um, so yeah, I think it'll be hopefully a chance for him to really decompress and think about that anxiety that he was experiencing before and try and find the root cause of it. And now that he's had the one-on-one hometown dates, um, I think he should feel hopefully a lot more secure in some of his choices. You would hope so. Um, and, and, and I hope that's, that's probably what Andy's here for. Just like, Hey dude, get your head in the game. I hope this goes well. And I hope you find happiness or something. I know, I know what you're going through, right? But you just got to put your head down and power through, you know, it's, who goes home next week, Craig? I think it's Rachel. Really interesting. Um, yeah, I think I think that he I think that he pulls up pulls it up from under the rug, and it's Rachel, and that's why that's sort of the narrative of her being the Bachelorette. Is she didn't even think she was going home. Like she doesn't get to final two. Obviously, I think it's going to be Rachel. Now, if yeah. I told you that I know you're wrong, Ooh! based on the fact, no, I haven't read any spoilers or anything, but. If you remember, oh, on, Finland. Yeah, on the this week. Rachel goes to Finland. Yeah, Rachel goes to Finland on the this season because they're toasting Finland on the like the big old you know this season on The Bachelor. So we know Rachel's going to the top three. Okay, wait. What if mm-hmm. after he talks to Andy, he's like, "Screw the rose ceremony." Now he has been known to buck the trend and mm-hmm. kind of pave his own way. What if he brings all the lovely ladies to Finland? Maybe I'm, I'm not. I'm not willing to rule it out. That's the only the scenario in which. Gonna... Yeah, that's the only scenario in which I think uh, Craig would be right here. But let's say, for argument's sake, we know that Rachel's going to Finland and is not out. Who of the other three ladies do you think is going home? Raven. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think I, th- I think it's it for Raven because it's not going to be Vanessa. Because, like I said, I believe Vanessa is a, a shoe in of the week, but. And it's not going to be Corinne. He, he, yeah, he's not going to have Corinne get this far yeah. and not have the fantasy suite happen. He's not going to sample the goods, if you will. He, he yeah, needs he, to he's got, he's got to see where the machine. platinum... Yeah, he's got to see where the platinum's really at. Exactly. And... I, yeah, and, and based on the based on the, the this season on, it shouldn't be Rachel. So I, I think that leaves Raven on the outs, which sucks, but I think she'll be a high draw. Or I think she'll be a high draft pick for Paradise. Very, yeah. very. People really like her. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's uh, that's the best bet. So the final three would be Corinne and Rachel and Vanessa. And there's no way they'll let the final two be Vanessa and yeah. and, so, and and Rachel. There's no way. You're right. So, I like it. So I think yeah. I think we get the 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 moment of I think we're gonna get Corinne v Vanessa winner take all for for the final <laughs> episode and it's gonna be great because you can imagine the week leading up like 
it like just the week leading up is going to be great. It's going to be absolutely great because people will just be losing their minds wondering if Corinne's going to people will probably panic and check spoilers on Twitter and stuff like that to just be like, Wait. no, there's no way. <laughs> it's true. It'll be probably the best ratings for a finale since Ben's season with Courtney because she was the villain all through that season. And yep. I remember when he picked her, I think that was the last season that I was actually watching regularly. And I remember when he picked her, people were like, say, what? <laughs> like, really? Before? What's that? So the villain has won this before? Yeah. 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 Courtney oh, was was the villain. Yeah. And she, she, interestingly enough, also used the sexual chemistry to her advantage, not the entire time and not as blatantly as Corinne. Um, there was no hashtag platinum of Jean that year. Um, <laughs> but she, she definitely did use some wiles to help along the process. And I'm sure that there was, there must have been some kind of a genuine connection. They did not end up getting married. They did split up. Um, and I actually met Bachelor Ben when he was touting his wine and bringing it around southwestern Ontario on a tour. Um, he wasn't that nice. <laughs> he was not. So, you know what? He should have been happy with Courtney. Um, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. But yeah, so I don't know. Like, I think it would be pretty amazing if he did pick her. And I nothing is out of the ordinary or out of the realm of possibility, I should say. This season's been so great. I just hope we get, like, I, I think... I hope we get an ending deserving of this season. Yeah, which is why I think Vanessa, I think Vanessa uh, versus Corinne is is the way you get an epic finale. Because like when he picks Corinne, or, or not Corinne, when he when he tells Corinne it's not you, I, like there's nothing off the table. I think as far as her reaction, like like I think I think her fainting and needing to be like stretched off is on the <laughs> is on the table. I think she her, might take off her shoe and start trying to attack him. Yeah, like her Raven. attacking him, slapping him, just just a meltdown of of just like ugly cry face and maybe knocking chairs and stuff over. She might demanding just, her sweater back. Yeah, exactly. She might just crumble to the ground crying. She might stand there just frozen in time, unable to comprehend what's happening to her. Like nothing. <laughs> is off the table as far as the Corinne reaction. And Maybe she'll call Raquel. Yeah, or Raquel just starts beating Nick with a broom or something like that. <laughs> just, oh, God. Uh, God, it's been a great season. It's been a great season. It's going to be hard to top this. Yeah. So is that it? Is that, uh, unless... Yeah, that's where we're at until next guys, week. Yeah, yeah, until next week. So... With that said, Crossover Podcast available on thecrossoverpodcast.com, soundcloud.com slash crossoverpodcast. We're on iTunes. Please download, rate, and subscribe. And uh, official Twitter account is at mpier6 because I'm too lazy to change my Twitter account or run both. Uh, running two is a nightmare, so I'm not going to do it. Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, Jess Brady, Craig Needles, thanks for doing this again, and we will see you guys next week for what is always the greatest two hours of the bachelor, the fantasy suites. I can't wait to oh my God. analyze the reactions. <laughs> like, oh, it's you the best. You guys are more excited than I am. <laughs> That's okay. I don't care if anyone's less excited or more excited than me. Yep. I just, I just love fantasy suite episodes. The fa- Cause like the best part of the fantasy suite is analyzing the body language after like when they wake up in the morning, like, and, like jo- like Jordan and JoJo season was was terrible, but it was never more obvious that two people had had sex than those two after it was all over. It was just like, oh my god, <laughs> these two. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, take care, you guys, and we will talk to you next week. Sounds good. Cheers. Bye.